some stuff for the free water podcast for the fish if you will i'm patty broken skull as always thank you so much for tuning in i guess if you're tuned in sort of in real time that's when it matters but considering you're going to listen to this way later then uh it doesn't really matter we're not actually in sync guys you're hearing thoughts that i said weeks ago okay maybe even years this could be a a, a post-dated episode for sure could be very old we don't know but what we do know what we do know, and at least we can agree on, is we're here, okay? Everybody's here, but it's momentary, okay? It's momentary. Is that a word? Momentary? Hmm. All I know, <laughs> what it is, is we're, not, he- we're here, not here for a long time, guys. We're here, but for how long? Nobody knows. So we got to do what we enjoy. Unfortunately for me, apparently it's this. Apparently it is this. And we just stick with it. We keep cruising. We keep doing it. We keep writing down stuff that we might want to talk about. We keep being harassed by people who might want to talk with us. But we keep these feet moving. All right? This teaming up, this grouping up stuff is way beyond me. I'm uninterested. Okay? As it's been said, and as most of you are already aware of, I I just don't know. You don't have to ask. And besides that, most of the people that have tried to involve me in their little circle jerks are... They got five years left, tops. Five years. Before people are like, this is boring as shit. They're talking about the same thing over and over again. You know, and basically what I'm saying is it's only a matter of time before we go ahead and start rocking the motherfucking nine-minute podcast again. Just to give you guys some different. Just to give you some different. Okay? Because at least we can agree that that's what that fucking show did. That podcast brought something different. It gave you something that nobody else was given, and I loved it. Very fun. A lot of work kind of went into it, but it was only for nine minutes, guys. That's the thing that I, I just love so much about the show is it's like, dude, I, 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 I'm only really required to bring in nine minutes worth of entertainment. Fuck it. We can do that. We could stay on topic because, of course, then people go and they listen to this shit, and they're like, man, you need more structure, blah, 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 and it's like, yeah, but I did nine-minute podcast, which was nine minutes essentially sticking to one thing while being all over the place for the first uh, 90 seconds. If you watched on YouTube, it was more like seven minutes. Some of those vid- videos were as long as like 15 minutes long. I was just fucking acting a fool. Very fun stuff. But today's episode is interesting, and we're going to get into that here in just a second because, of course, you know I got to kick the original theme music because it is still a banger. 
we got some stuff. We got topics. We got we got to talk about sponsorships. Okay, we got to talk about people that are still wearing the mask while they're in their car. And we're gonna talk some comedy because that is our thing, I guess. I don't know what the thing is. Whatever it is, you guys listen, and that's fine. Let's go. This is free water. You want to take a shot? Take your shot. But make it your fucking best, because I get up, I eat you. I eat you. I eat you. Dad, there's a lot of water. Water is slimming. It's like wearing black. It makes you look slimmer. You know, actually, it's not. just decided to mark down as hey let's talk about this because it was very funny to me and it all started with this crazy video of this woman who is upset that she is not able to i don't know not wear a mask i guess her whole thing is like i shouldn't have to wear a mask even though she's going into the courthouse something about her and her kids can't wear the mask. Uh, she can't wear the mask because immune stuff, whatever, immune de- deficiency, whatever the fuck she wants to, you know, claim. And I don't care one way or the other. Wear the mask. Don't wear the mask. But if there's a sign on the door that says you should wear a mask if you want to enter this building, just put the fucking thing on and don't cause any trouble if you so desperately need to go into that place. But this lady, my main reasoning for bringing this up has nothing to do with what she did per se. Uh, or her her feelings. It's more about the comment that I left and the responses that I got left for the that I got from the comment. Because as I'm watching the video, I see something that sounded so insane. As the lady is essentially being arrested, she starts saying something along the lines of, "You can't touch me. That's a rule. Like the cops can't touch her, <laughs> and some sort of a rule. Not allowed to be touched. But yet at the beginning of the video." They're saying it's a rule that you have to wear a mask in this facility because the people that own this facility said wear a fucking mask or don't come in. That's a rule. And what she's trying to argue against is she's saying it's not a law. Sure, it's not a law, but it's a rule. And then she goes on to say about herself, you can't touch me, that's a rule. So apparently the rules only matter when it affects her positively or negatively, right? When it directly affects her Then she cares about the rule, okay? So this is my comment, and this is why I'm bringing it up. In the comment, I put put it on here 10 days ago. 
This video, I don't even know when the video came out, but I know the lady was arrested sometime in January. What year? I would imagine probably the year when we first were sort of, sort of be able to do things again. But I said this. This is word for word what I typed in the comment. I said, she said, and I quote, you can't touch me. That's a rule. And then I said, but wearing a mask was a rule. So according to her, rules only matter when it affects her. And I bring this up because it got such positive responses as well as negative ones that other people chimed in on. Like where somebody said, oh, something about policy. Well, nine other people jumped on that person. I didn't say anything. There's 22 responses to this comment and 319 likes. The first comment is from somebody named Vikas Basra. They said, this made me laugh so hard. And that was exactly my goal. My goal was like, look how stupid this bitch is. Where she's like, hey, I'm not wearing a mask in here. It's not a law. It's just a rule. But also you can't touch me. So <laughs> it was so dumb. I was like, somebody's got to point this out. Somebody has to point this out. And the fact that they hadn't already, I didn't even go through the comments to make sure that they hadn't. I was just under the impression that nobody else caught this. Because even the guy making the video should have made a point to be like, well, apparently the rules only matter when it affects her one way or the other, right? So she's not going to wear a mask because it's a rule in this facility, but also you can't touch her because it's her rule? <laughs> it's, a, it's not a law. Who said? You're getting arrested. You get to get touched. Sorry. But then it goes on and somebody else says, uh, it's almost like rules don't apply to her. Hypocrite alert. And then somebody says, the you can't touch me, that's a rule, probably does not interfere with a basic human. Wait, let me read it again. She says that you can't touch me. That's a rule. Probably does not interfere with a basic human to write to. Uh, he typed it weird. Human right to wear what you want on your face. Sure. I, I mean, it's a very confusing comment. It was even hard to read. Uh, then here we go. Wendy C. She decided to say policy is not law. And then a millennial makeup queen decided to fix my effect. I spell the E-F-F-E-C-T instead of A-F-F-E-C-T. So, good on you, millennial. <laughs> millennial queen. Uh, then Alexander Gray says, At this point, she probably, she's probably not far from becoming a full-blown sovereign citizen. And then Alexander Gray responded to Wendy, who said, Policy is not law. Your point? Question mark. And a lot of people start responding to this Wendy. Gray Sky says, actually, when you are being arrested, they can touch you. Uh, John Smith responds to Wendy and says, law is law, though. She refused to leave after being asked to leave multiple times. She committed the crime of trespassing. And then Ash Gray says, not to mention, that's not even a rule. Laughing my ass off. Like, if you won't leave when being asked, the police have the right to put their hands on you to remove you from the premises that you're trespassing. And then Ash responds again, but he responds to Wendy, No, but trespassing is breaking a law, and if you don't follow a company or organization's policy, then they can ask you to leave, and if you don't, you can be considered to be trespassing. Somebody else says, Respect the rules. Anyone that forces masks and wears masks deserve a short lifespan. That's from Walnuts. And then Hypersonic responds, the, the guy that just said, Respect the rules, responded, So murder is what you're saying? <laughs> uh... Then Abe something or whatever responds to uh, the guy that says anyone that forces masks and wears masks deserves a short lifespan. He says, cry harder. Go handle some Marburg blankets. I don't get it, 
but I'm sure it was off the wall funny. I bring it up because the hypocrisy was it just very much pleasing to me. The fact that so many other people saw it, and then there was also people that were still willing to sort of defend it in the comments. Like, oh, of course. Of course you have to exist. Otherwise, this lady wouldn't exist. You wouldn't got this great video of this lady being like, I have to get in there because I just want to make sure that I'm not, I don't have to wear a mask. And I don't know about you guys, but as much as I was like, who cares about it? When I was in a place wearing a mask and I saw somebody not wearing one, I was like, what's your problem, dude? What's your fucking deal? Just put it on, dude. Shut up. It's like you're asking for people to talk shit to you. But this is free water. More to come. Like, just wear the mask already, lady. What the fuck are you doing? You're going viral. But then again, she was a white lady, so perhaps going viral is what she wanted. Give me some attention. Okay, guys, so the next thing that I have written down here that I definitely want to talk about is in relation to an episode I did a while back called Almost Sponsored, okay? And in this episode, I go into a deep dive about this conversation via email that I had with a company. And this was very real. But again, to me, in the position that I was in and still sort of always feel that I'm in, I don't know if the guy was being serious or this was just a very, very elaborate troll. And that's what you fuckers did to me. <laughs> that's what you did. You made it so hard for me to believe that there's actually a fan out there. Or that there's actually a company that would like to put money into what I'm doing. I can't trust anybody, so we're going to keep doing all this shit for $3 a month on Patreon. Don't forget to hit the subscribe over there, please. But my point being is, I went through this, I don't even know how long it was. Maybe a week and a half talking to this guy, back and forth over email. Trying to get more information out of him but also finding out that he wanted information out of me, like my address and shit, and he wanted to send me stuff. And I'm like, hey, man, that's where I draw the line. When you start asking for an address because I have to somehow try your product to give a proper review, I, I'm already out. I'm already out. I, what am I going to try these fucking random nootropics? But anyways, let's go back. Because in this sponsored episode where I was saying, hey, I was almost sponsored and I fucking didn't get sponsored because weird... The company has now been seen on several other podcasts, okay? Which that tells you right there, it was real. <laughs> that's, the, that's the most fucked up and twisted part for me, is that this was a real sponsorship. This guy, Sebastian, really was trying to get me in. He was trying to give me money to talk about his product, to sponsor an episode. And this was the craziest thing about this guy, is he was so willing to do this that he emailed me months ago 
on a true crime podcast that I was doing. He contacted me through that email. And when I told him that I wasn't even working on that podcast very much anymore, he said he would work on a, he would sponsor another podcast, which was this podcast. I don't know what made him interested in it to any degree. I don't know how he found me, but the Magic Mind product is now out there, guys. Magic Mind was the name of the product that came to me. And when it was called Magic Mind, that in itself made me feel like it was fake because I'm like, well, fucking Magic Spoon is all magic. What magic credit's going to be next? Magic bet online. You know, everything's going to have magic in it. What the fuck? So that in itself made it feel real suspicious. I'm like, fucking Magic Mind? Okay, Joe Rogan. So, of course, I denied getting the shit sent to me. But I recently saw it on Pete Holmes' podcast. Uh, You Made It Weird. Uh, I, I don't remember the guest, but the guest actually drank some of the nootropic shit. I don't know what's all in it, but this dude was really hard selling me on this product. And I'm like, I don't trust you, guy. So thanks a lot, Roy and, and Richard, for making sure that I think everybody out there is a fucking troll. Fantastic. Fantastic way to live, you sons of bitches. That could have been $50 in my pocket right there. You fucked it up for me. Um, but on a serious note, I bring it up because it was like, Damn, this whole time that I thought this product not only was fake, but if it was real, it was shit. And they didn't have anything to really offer. They end up they end up getting Pete Holmes. You know what I mean? And it was on something else too, but I, I can't actually recall what that was. But it was on another podcast. I, I had seen it twice now, and I remembered the name. I was like, Magic Mind. Why does that sound so familiar? Why does it sound exactly like the first ever sponsorship I almost had fantastic guys so again check out that $3 Patreon it is the only way that I get to eat this is free water you guys know I'm kidding about the eating thing I have a sandwich in front of me during every podcast Truth is, Vienna sausages are actually really cheap. I make these jokes, and the funniest thing to me is that they actually do make me hungry. God damn it. Okay, and the last thing that I want to bring up here is going to be very interesting to me, simply because it was a thought that I had and it was interesting at the time. I don't know if you guys will feel the same, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. Fuck it. That's what we do here. It is my show, let's be honest. And we only get a half hour of it probably once a week, sometimes not even that. But I was thinking about what it would be like to be one of these comedians that exist in our world that do all these open mics. They get all these feature spots. They travel and do shit gigs. And they just end up being a podcaster. Right? And like not even a successful one. Imagine doing all of that. To to simply realize that your skill set is better for audio. And not performing live in front of people. Imagine actually doing that. Imagine. Imagine doing something so, I don't know, long and aggressive and... And, and so dedicated only to work at Costco at the end of the day. 
Like, that's just how it ends. Because you have to imagine, out of the 150 comedians that we see get specials on Netflix and Pro- and, Hu- and Hulu and Prime, <laughs> whatever, all these fucking random streaming services, we see all of them, right? 150 of them, probably. Imagine all of the ones that are opening for these guys. All the guys that are opening for them in a city that they will never leave because that's the only place that they can actually get fans to come to, like Boston, right? Imagine those comedians that are still making $650 a gig and they don't travel outside of their home state or the four connecting states, right? Imagine those guys. It's got to be so difficult, right? It's like being uh, a decent radio personality and then an okay third-tier podcast that does comedy, I guess, but is also somehow losing to Chad Zumach. Well, that's a story for another day. We don't talk about shoes around this bitch. Right? We don't wear shoes in the water, daddy. We feel it all. But my point is, is I was thinking about this. I'm like, damn, imagine these guys that might have had the skill. They might have had the drive. But they just never got that second opportunity. They couldn't be Sebastian Maniscalco. Okay? They couldn't be Arsenio Hall. They couldn't reach that level. But yet they did the they did the clubs, they because when I watch the the comedy podcast Kill Tony, and I see these comedians come up and talk about doing stand up for eight years, and you're like, wow, I mean, your sixty seconds was decent. What would it be like if you did an entire ten minutes, you know? And yet, you'd never heard of them, but they've been doing it for so long, eight fucking years, eight years in Denver, and somehow you haven't popped off yet. You dedicated eight years of your life to this thing, and the biggest claim to fame you have is a podcast on YouTube. I mean, that's not good. That's not good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be introduced that way. Uh, your next comic coming to the stage. You might have seen him on one of the six hundred episodes of Kill Tony, where dozens and dozens of comedians do sixty seconds worth of stand-up. You might have seen him there because I don't know. He wore an orange hat. <laughs> you, you give it up. Give it up for Brian. Like, I, you know what I mean? It's so bizarre. But I guarantee some of these dudes do that. But imagine the ones, what I'm saying is imagine the ones that go through all this and eventually just get nowhere with it. You think those are the guys that still come out of the woodworks like, oh, Owen Benjamin stole that joke from me. <laughs> You're like, but Owen Benjamin is, an, is irrelevant. You know what I mean? It's so stupid. But I have to imagine there's a lot of them. And now the podcasting exists, this this format exists, TikTok exists, uh, these other forms of sort of, you know, comedy have came to the came to the forefront. These idiots have a place to go, right? Like there was a guy on the Harlan Williams podcast recently named Jeff Richards, who apparently worked for SNL, and he does a bunch of okay impressions. This guy's got a fucking podcast that's just called The Jeff Richards Show. And you have to wonder, <laughs> how deep are you into the fucking writers of Saturday Night Live that you're going to watch his podcast for no good reason? Because it's not even a unique name. Jeff Richards? I've met at least four Jeff Richards in my life, and I'm not even that old. You know what I mean? Like, that's how common the name is. And we're supposed to be like, oh, that's the guy who did, he came up with that sketch? Oh, that guy's hilarious. What a mind. And then you hear his impressions, and you're like, well, Dustin Hoffman was okay. 
You know, when are these uh, these dudes that do impressions going to start updating? Everybody that does impressions are doing impressions of guys that are dead or are almost dead. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's coming out here doing an impression of Post Malone. Right? It's like, no, here's another Sylvester Stallone. He's 65. <laughs> hey, you want to hear my Scooby-Doo? These are ancient impressions, okay? At least cartoon-wise, these motherfuckers are sort of everlasting and they won't die. But you're doing Dustin Hoffman? It's like, that guy's... He's uh, old as shit. That's an old... You should... Most people who do impressions should be able to do him by now. There's a, there's a large body of work to pull from, is what I'm saying. But imagine. Imagine just being a guy like Jeff Richards and you spent your whole life writing comedy and attempting to do stand-up to just do an okay podcast and become friends with people that are funny. Is that where you want to be? I don't know. I don't know. But it is an interesting thing because of how hard they say it is. The grind. The travel to do the stand-up. The stage and all that shit. The dealing with the ups and the downs. The laughing and the not laughing. I mean, think about Brendan Schaub, man. This is a guy who wasted no time putting a special out and he's going... City to city attempting to do stand-up and people are still going to sit there and try and say that he's funny. Why? I, I'll never understand. I'll never understand. I, like I said before about him, it's like, yeah, we, we all need the big, dumb, jacked idiot in the group who's funny because he says stuff that doesn't make any sense. We need that guy, but he's not going to be able to make money doing it. Right? This guy who's got to be installing refrigerators or something. Like, that's not... Being funny isn't your profession. Being funny is sort of just, like, a part of why people would, would even befriend you or speak to you at all. But I bet deep down Brendan's like, no, it's because of I'm cool and how I dress and I used to be a fighter, so the intimidation factor alone. Like, fuck that guy. Most comedians that are coming up now, the dudes that are going to be popular in fucking 10 years are not going to give a fuck about Brendan Schaub. They're not going to even claim that, oh, he helped pave the way, he really inspired... No, he's not going to be that type of comic. He's not that type of funny person at all. The dude's not even a, a comedian as far as I'm concerned. Just call him an entrepreneur. Fuck it. Because what, what... How are you considered a comedian? Because you do stand up on stage? Anybody can do that. You have to do it well, I think, to be considered a comedian. Oh, it's because you do a comedy... You said your podcast is comedy. So that must make you the comedians then, right? Oh, that's why. <laughs> like, how many guys have never even stepped on stage for anything, not even a Christmas play in the third grade, call themselves a comedian because they decided to do a comedy podcast? Right? And, then, and yet all their comedy stems from is a place of sadness, a place of jealousy, right? You're just upset at the success of this other person. Or the, their ability in their personality and using of the personality. You're jealous of or whatever it may be that's, that's striking a chord in you to be like, well, I'm going to shit on this person. It, is, it, com it comes from a place of uh, sadness, right? A sense of why them? And believe me, I, I, I totally have felt that way myself. Totally. We all have. But then you have to be like, well, eh, fuck them. It, it, sure, Brendan makes a lot of money, and and a lot of people do. A lot of people make a lot of money just from the shitting on people thing, right? Like Jeff Ross was pretty irrelevant <laughs> until roasting got popular again. 
right? I think he had a Comedy Central Presents, and that was it. And then you see him fucking doing one lines and movies and stuff, but that was it. And then, oh, fuck, we could roast. We could just take the idea of the Comedy Cellar table and turn it into a show about one specific person or subject. <gasps> I'm a genius. Look how rich that fucking guy is, too, off of the idea of making fun of a thing. And it got it gets so stupid where the Super Bowl's like, what if we do the, you make fun of like Mr. P- Let's make fun of a guy that's not real. Also, not even a guy. It's a peanut. That's how lowbrow roasting actually is. All right, guys. Welcome to to uh, today's roast. We're gonna be uh, roasting um, the camel from the Joe Camel. Okay, here we go. Um, Joe, you know what I mean? It's fucking idiotic. And if you're not if you're not a good enough comedian to sit there and write jokes about one thing and have five of those jokes be halfway decent. You should quit comedy. Don't do it anymore. Or go to comedy podcasting because that's where you'll get away with it. But I'm bored. This is boring. Magic Mind, reach out to me again. Love to have you come aboard. Uh, The mask lady's out of her mind. And shout out to all those grinding comedians that will hopefully make it someday, but most likely won't. I mean, the percentage has to be like making it in the NBA, you know. Not good for a 5'10 white guy. I mean, that goes for comedy for sure. But I'm out of here. Cause I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'ma do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks. I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day. I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave. Six feet deep, wonder, but my body won't decay. Cause my messages are kind of so they put them on display. Oh yeah, I rap with a certainty. I have a sense of urgency, a message for
in the hell was that all about? <laughs>